2: The makers of Wrigley's Spearmint Chewing Gum invite you to enjoy life. Life with Luigi, a comedy show created by Cy Howard and starring that celebrated actor, Mr. J. Carol Nash, with Alan Reed as Pasquale. The makers of Wrigley's Spearmint Chewing Gum are glad to bring you life at Luigi because they feel it's a friendly, good-natured show that offers you relaxation and enjoyment. And they'd like to mention the fact that their product, Wrigley's Spearmint Gum, offers you relaxation and enjoyment, too. It's pleasant to chew on a smooth piece of Wrigley's Spearmint, whether you're working, shopping, listening to your radio, or doing just about anything. Wrigley's Spearmint Gum tastes good, it's refreshing, and the good easy chewing gives you comfort and satisfaction. Now, Wrigley's Spearmint Chewing Gum brings you Luigi as he writes another letter describing his adventures in America to his Mama Basco in Italy.
3: Else in America, i love my night school and i do not care if all the Chicago knows about it. Here, if somebody's a fix up his store, he's a hang out the sign closed during alteration. Well, when i am going go to school every night, i am going hang up my sign closed during education. <laughs> Boy, there's so much you can learn about America. And and I'm lucky I'm gonna teach you like a Miss Paulding. She's uh, so beautiful, with a blonde hair, a blue eyes, lovely voice. Uh, Mamma if Castellamara was to have teachers like this, uh, all the farmers would be in the school and the cows would have to milk themselves.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
3: but this week, I'm afraid, I'm afraid I'm not going to enjoy night school so much because Miss Spalding is going to leave us for a week. Yes, yeah, she's going to visit her sick sister in Milwaukee and... And today she's going to say goodbye to us. Excuse me, Mama Mia, Here comes
1: the Pasquale. Luigi, my friend. Hello, Luigi. Hello, hello.
4: Hello,
1: Pasquale. Why are you so sad, little banana nose? <laughs> you look like you lost your best friend in the game of canazza.
3: <laughs> no, it's about a school of Pasquale. Miss Baldwin's going to wait for a week at Milwaukee and. Uh... We all look going to
1: miss her. Oh, poor little pumpkin ahead. <laughs> My heart's breaking in a teeny weeny piece as you feel. So Mrs. Baldwin's going away and leave you for a week, eh? Yes, sir. What's the matter? She can't mail any of you zeros from Milwaukee? <laughs> <laughs> but actually well, not funny to me. Ah, you're making me sick, you and you, Miss Spalding. I never dig like a woman with her brains. That's not a natural. <laughs> You're joking. Women ain't made to think, you uh, Luigi. That's not their best part. A woman is made to cook and clean and keep a house. She's got so much brains that she makes her husband do all those things.
3: You <laughs> you really think all the women should be stupid?
1: No doubts about it. I take a woman. She's got a smaller head, a smaller ears, and a smaller brain. Now, look at me. <laughs> A man, look at that head. You could have seen my brain and you'd really see a big piece of meat.
4: <laughs>
3: You're so right, Pasquale. You're the biggest meathead I ever knew. <laughs>
4: <laughs> That's
1: a funny thing, when I say it, it should come out different. <laughs> about my daughter Rosa. No no, I no, want
3: no, 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 Rosa tonight.
1: Excuse me, Pasquale. I'm going to go to
3: my school now and I'm gonna say goodbye to Miss Paulding. No, goodbye Miss Paulding. <laughs> Miss Paulding is going away. These all right, guys, please, I'll
5: call the roll. Mr. Basco? Here, Mr. Howard. Here. Mr. Olson. Hey, hey. Mr. Schultz. Come home, Miss Balding. All is forgiven. <laughs> Mr. Schultz,
3: what are you talking about? Ach, nothing. Only I just heard it, the rumor. They got a the big cyclone
1: in Milwaukee. The houses are being carried away, and the lake is covering up half the
5: city. Mr. Schultz, where and when did you hear that crazy rumor? Right here, ten seconds ago, and I started it. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Oh, come now, Mr. Schultz. Miss Spalding, please, don't be angry with Schultz. He just expressed our sentiments.
5: Hey, and we're we, we all, we all going to miss you this weekend when you're going away, Miss Spalding. Well, thank you, class. I feel highly flattered. Of course, I'll miss all of you, too.
1: Why are you going to Milwaukee, Miss Spalding? They got plenty of beer right here in Chicago.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
5: hey, but, Miss Spalding, I. Who's it going to teach us whether you're in the Milwaukee? Well, uh, I'll tell you later. Now, uh, let's start the lesson. Uh, Miss Spalding. Uh, please, no more interruptions. Oh, excuse me. Uh, what were you going to say, Mr.
2: Olson? No, that it, it is a stupid question. <laughs>
5: <laughs> well, let me decide. What did you want to ask me?
2: No, Miss Spalding, I, I have no right.
5: Oh, yes, you do. Oh, it's an Oscar
3: before Milwaukee sees from the Union. <laughs> Well, Miss Fondy, uh, uh, do, uh, perhaps if you do have the time, uh, perhaps you could give us a phone call? Oh, so what is it, Miss Fonding, a millionaire? Well, we'd like to hear from her, Luigi. Maybe a little telegram. That is still costs too much. A special delivery, it's only... Now, Luigi, no, no, no. give no. her a blanket, a can of Sterno, and tell her to vendor smoked LAUGHTER don't mind us, Miss
1: Polly. Just go see your sister, enjoy yourself, and come back ready to find four of the most ignorant students in the history of American education.
4: <laughs>
5: well, I know you don't mean that, Mr. Schultz. Class, I expect you all to study your lessons and listen to Mr. Hines. Mr. Hines... Oh.
3: Himmel. We got the fourth-grade Führer! <laughs> <laughs> We've already had him as a substitute, and oh, gee, he is so strict. Strict? He gives out lower grades than a thermometer at the North Pole. Yeah, <laughs> the last time he's of my English so much, I must start have talk to myself in Italian. It's <laughs> <laughs> sure enough,
5: Mr. Hine. Say you are only chosen. Well, Mr. Orrith, our principal made the assignment, and it's only for a week, five days. It's only five days, Miss Folding. The electric chair is
3: only five minutes.
4: <laughs> and I would
3: rather have the hot seat than the hot head. <laughs> good evening, Miss Spaulding. Speaking of the, def- uh, the deficit, here <laughs> he is. What?
5: Uh, uh, good evening, Mr. Hine. Uh, class, you all know Mr. Hine. Good evening,
3: Class. Good evening, Mr. Uh, Hine.
5: Uh, uh, <laughs> class, as you know, Mr. Hine will take over during my absence, and I'm sure he will treat you the same as I have.
3: Of course, Miss Spaulding. Mr. Orth, our principal, sent me in with instructions to relieve you at this moment. Now? Pleasant little surprise, eh? Our principal is aware of the fact that you're catching the 1045 tonight, and he knows you can use the extra time to get ready.
5: Of course. How sweet of him. Well, goodbye, class. Goodbye, Miss Spaulding. Spaulding. I I know you'll get along wonderfully well with them, Mr. Hine. (laughs) They're a fine class, really.
3: Yes, yes, I'm sure. Well, have a pleasant trip, Miss Spaulding. (laughs) Thank you. All right, now that we're alone, <laughs> attention! <laughs> will be out at war! <laughs> all, right,
4: all
3: of you, keep your eyes front. Head erect and listen to me. Last time I had you, you made a fool out of me. Well, this time, you're in my care for a week. Let's get this straight. I'll stand for no tardiness. There will be a zero handed out for each lateness. A zero for untidiness. A zero for coming in unprepared. A zero for talking out of turn. No, stop! You've got enough zeros right there to bring back the Japanese air force. <laughs> All right, Mr. Schultz, you have the honor of collecting the first zero. Does anybody else feel like talking out of turn? Mr. Hines. A zero for you, Mr. Vassar. <laughs> that will teach you to raise your hand before you speak. Now, before I give you your first test, if anybody has any questions concerning today's work, raise your hand. Yes, Mr. Vasco? Mr. Hines, we wasn't supposed to get in a test today. You used a double negative in that sentence, Mr. Vasco. Correct yourself. Uh, we wasn't supposed to not to get in a test.
4: Today. Now it's a triple negative
3: never supposed the not to get to know That's a quadruple negative. If you keep going, try for quintuple. Uh,
0: you may take a zero
3: for that remark, Mr. Schultz. That was my answer. Mr. Hyne, may I leave the room? What for? Where are you going? To my draft board to
4: enlist. <laughs>
2: we return to life with Luigi, here's a suggestion that millions of people find helpful and enjoyable. During the rush of a busy day, chew a stick of delicious Wrigley Spearmint gum from time to time. You'll be surprised how much that little stick of Wrigley Spearmint can do for you. For instance, it quickly freshens your mouth and throat. Then, too, the pleasant easy chewing helps relieve that feeling of strain and tension, gives you comfort and satisfaction. So you see, chewing Wrigley's Spearmint Gum helps you keep going through the day, feeling your best and doing your best. Try it and see for yourself. Wherever you go, carry a package of refreshing, delicious Wrigley's Spearmint Gum with you. From time to time, chew a stick. Chew it for enjoyment and chew it for the help it gives you in carrying through your day's activities. Turn to page two of Luigi Basco's letter to his mother in Italy.
5: Well,
3: ma'am, me that week that it started without the Miss Spalding was the worst we ever had. Mr. Heinz handed out so many zeros, You would think we was all walking around with empty brains.
4: <laughs> then
3: when we complained to him about the zeros, he used to say, You're right, you don't all deserve the zeros. That's uh, the lowest mark I'm allowed to hand out. <laughs> Monday was a terrible, but the worst part of all, it was the next day when Mr. Hines was a tell us very bad news. I knew something uh, was it going to be really bad because as soon as he's a come in a class, it is. To the classes, Mr. Hines is around the school. All know, had no, a no, 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 no. Sit down. Put your hands behind your backs. I front. Now I'll call the roll. Mr. Basco?
4: Uh,
3: I hear them. Vasco, do you stutter? No, 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 no sir, I'm a genius. Speak up, man! Let's do it right. Count yourselves. Vasco. Who are they? All of it. Two. Olsen. Three.
4: Shots. Sound off. <laughs> One, two, three. Oh, four. four. Hold <laughs> that, all of you.
3: So, our Mr. Schultz wants to play games, huh? All right, put the white handkerchief around my eyes and stand me up against the wall. <laughs> oh, Mr. Heiner, I was only joking.
4: You <laughs> smile.
3: This little round zero, Mr. Schultz, will make you smile from the other side of your face. <clears throat> I wonder how I'm going to look smiling lefty.
4: <laughs>
3: well, as long as you're happy, I might as well tell you the good news. Mr. Orth is coming in this Friday to see what grades you make this week. What? Yes. Yeah. I thought you'd be a little surprised. And I wouldn't be surprised if at the end of this week... We might see a little breakup of you four musketeers. But what about Miss Spurling? I have no worries about a teacher that treats her pupils as... As uh, human beings. All right. So, you're smug. Let's start the lesson right now. Mr. Vasco... Name ten constitutional powers of the federal government. Ten? I always said the government had too much power. <laughs> ten powers of the federal government, Mr. Vasco. And I'll give you ten percent for each correct item. If you guess wrong, I deduct ten percent for each wrong guess.
2: Talk slow, region Charge him six percent interest.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Jules, that whispering will cost you one zero. Go on, Mr. Basco. Ten powers of the federal government. Uh, raise the taxes. Uh. <laughs> Regulate the commerce. Uh. No. No. Coin of the money. That's 30% you've earned so far. Go on. I've make the new states. And I can find up 50%? Are you finished? Well, uh, close up the banks and the holidays. Uh the president is the wages a kid, but a strength clean. Zero, zero, zero. That's 30% off for guessing, Mr. Vasco, leaving you a total grade of 20%. All right, Mr. Horowitz. Next. Just a shave, no haircut, once over lightly. What? I'm sorry. <laughs> you may tell us ten powers of the federal government, and don't repeat the five that Mr. Vasco mentioned. Naturally. I wouldn't think of that.
2: Now, well, let me see. Oh, oh,
3: the government can raise an army. They can raise a navy. They can raise the marines. In emergencies, there's the L.A. Bordens and the Boy Scouts.
4: Zero. you may sit
3: down, Mr. Horowitz. With pleasure. Now, let me see who's next. Mr.
4: Shelfish! Uh, <laughs>
3: Mr. Hines, don't attack so suddenly. (laughs) I've got a weak heart. You name the ten powers of the federal government. And what has your weak heart got to say about that? Is there an oxygen tent in the house? Well, where's the answer? I haven't got any. All right, zero. How's that?
2: I feel like I just got the purple heart.
4: All
3: right. Now, Mr. Olson
2: with somebody for a surprise.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Hyde, I will be happy to name every single power that the Constitution gives to Congress. Very good. If that were your question. As it happens, I have a different question, Mr. Olson. Huh? Mr. Olson, tell us, if you will, three powers that are constitutionally denied to both the federal and state government. What? Don't know, do you, Mr. Olson? I wouldn't say that. Uh, Neither government can grant titles of nobility, uh, levy duties on exports, or pass ex post facto law. (laughs) You are disappointed, (laughs)
4: Harmislaw.
3: about the constitution that Thomas Jefferson forgot to put in. <laughs> Olson, Olson has got a hundred percent, uh Mr. Heiner? I'll have no talking out of turn. Now, Mr. Olson, you answered that three part question correctly. <laughs> three part? Now, if you will tell me the first seven amendments that were voted on in our 1946 city election, you will earn 100%. That man should get the job of thinking up the questions for giant jackpot. 1946, (laughs) city amendments. And word them accurately, please. You have ten seconds. Sir. Go on. Uh, 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 float alone for the schools. Uh, uh, build a new highway. Uh, improve the city water supply. Three wrong guesses reduce you to a zero. How's a zero? That's impossible. It's unbelievable. It's treason. <laughs> oh my! Sit down. Close the door, Luigi. Let's start the meeting. All right, the
4: shirt,
1: Fellow classmates and sufferers, you all know why we call this United Nations meeting here in Luigi's antique shop. To discuss
3: ways and means of dealing with a common enemy. You should excuse the expression, Mr. Hines. Oh, that big (laughs) jerk. He gave me his hero. You're worse than that. If this keeps up, Miss Spaulding won't have a class when she comes back. We have just heard from the delegate from Sweden. <laughs> Does the Italian delegate have any
4: suggestion?
3: <laughs> yes, sir, Mr. President, sometimes we do better with the good than bad. How about if we talk to Mr. Heinen in a nicer way? No, no, I stand on the record against appeasement. Mr. President, the delegate from Israel has the floor.
4: <laughs> Thank
3: you. It so happens I was talking to a former pupil of Mr. Hine today, we and he drives that remark from the record as untrue. Any former student of Mr. Hine couldn't possibly be alive.
4: <laughs>
3: if Mr. President will allow me to proceed, maybe I got the solution. The president will shut his trap. <laughs> proceed, Mr. Delegate. Oh, they should call me Trigvi
4: Schultz. <laughs> tell us,
3: tell us, I got the solution. We can't kill Hein. That's illegal, huh? Yeah, so no, the law, there. So we do the next best thing. We kill him with kindness. With kindness? So What do you mean Well, like I was saying before, today I met the pupil of Heinz, and he told me Mr. Hein has one big weakness. Girls are it. Human blood. (laughs) (laughs) Now, friends, it's food. Food, uh, food? That's right. He loves to eat. The man just can't resist food of any kind. Oh, I see. Uh, Tonight we all bring him apples. Sure, if an apple a day keeps the doctor away, maybe ten apples will keep Hein in Siberia.
5: (laughs) (laughs) Not only apples,
3: we bring him whatever we can, and let's hope it works. (laughs) Pastor Rosenheim, Mama, me, all of my life I've not got a trouble with the people who like to eat.
0: let well,
4: oh, Hmm.
3: I see you've brought more food today. Well, thank you. Now I'll call the roll. Mr. Basco. Here. Yeah? And, and I've brought to you some some delicious roast beef sandwich, Mr. Heine. Just leave it on my desk. I think so present, Mr. it's Present, and it's my pleasure to contribute this bottle full of the most delicious home brewed coffee, like only my Esther can make. Good, good,
4: good.
3: Present, and my wife Olga uh, sends you this cake. Good, good. <laughs> Thank you for me, Mr. Oates. Mr. Schultz? One box by carbonate of soda. <laughs> Smile, Mr. Hyde. I really got you a can of star Kids tuna. Uh, well, gentlemen,
4: <laughs> I'm, I'm really
3: flattered by all this sudden attention. Mmm.
2: <laughs> this banana is delicious, though. <laughs>
4: I hope
3: Mr. Orse doesn't know that I need eating in class.
4: Oh, no, no, no.
3: He wasn't going to know because we wouldn't tell a principal any of you. Uh, Mr. Hine, when the principal comes into tomorrow, you're not going to tell him we all got zeros so far, huh?
4: <laughs>
3: certainly not. Mr. Hine wouldn't do such a thing, huh? <laughs> of course not. I certainly will. <laughs> Kill
1: tomorrow from all the doubles the ancients. <laughs>
3: The friends, hurry up, or Mr. Heinz is coming in soon. Oh, yeah. Put all those salamis on top of those cases of root beer. Over there next to the Coca-Cola box. Uh, how many turkeys you got there, Jost? I cleaned yeah. out my delicatessen. You can stack up these turkeys against Horvitz's rye breads in the corner. No, <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean, my footers are going to reach up to the window. Hey, you think uh, Mr. Heinz is going to eat all this, shall no, you Sure, let him bust. The listen, fellas, I just <laughs> bought him a meal downstairs in the lunchroom that would kill a horse. You bought him a meal, then... I'm going to give him a bottle of red wine to drink before this. <laughs> if our kindness don't break him down today, boys, we're sunk. The principal is coming in today to find out about our marks. Shh, shh, shh. Oh, oh. Hi, there's a coming. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good evening,
2: class. Good evening, Good evening class.
3: Mr. Mr. Oh,
2: bye. What's all that food doing in the corner?
3: Dirties, knockburs, milk, cheese, cake. All for you, Mr. Hyde. We love you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh,
2: I'll call the roll. Uh, the seated roll. Mr. Horowitz. Here. Yeah. Uh,
3: Mr. Basco. Here. Oh, Mr. Salami.
4: Yeah.
3: He's so gestoffed, he fell
4: asleep.
3: Oh, my God. Bust a bit of wine I'm a give him. Oh, that's wonderful. Now, he won't bother us all night. Yeah, but boys, this is a bad night. The principal is coming in to get our marks. Remember me? We should have given him a Mickey Finn Monday and woke him up tonight. And now we do choose the opposite. Why don't we let him sleep? The, the... That will just get him in trouble. Not Hein. He'll blame it all on us. But you're right, Horvitz. we got to wake him up, fellas. If the principal sees what we did to Hein, he'll never let us get near Miss Spalding again. Yeah. Hey, principal, is coming down? Oh, oh, yes. Horvitz, yes. Horvitz, yes. try slapping.
4: Yes. Slapping
3: don't help. It only gives me pleasure. Yes. Has
4: <laughs> <laughs>
3: anyone got some smelling salts? So. Yeah. Uh, wave that Limburger cheese under his nose. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> Don't help, Schultz. Don't uh, help. Quick, quick, quick. The are not what to do. Oh, gee, if you only had some water to throw in his face. No, wait. hand me that bottle opener. What are you going to do? I'm going to give him a bath in old beer. Here. Stop pouring that stuff on my head. Are you crazy? What is that? Uh, root beer that uh, kills dandruff. Here's a handkerchief for Mr. Shine. Wake up! Wake up! Here, here comes the principal. What?
2: Good heavens! Well, Mr. High, my goodness, what's happened in here? Well, I can explain, Mr. Orner. And what's all this in the corner? Are you running a delicatessen on the side?
3: Yeah, Mr. Aust, did you ever hear of bundles for Breton? This is hamburgers for Heinz. <laughs> what? You see, we love Mr. Heinz so much that this last day we all brought him presents. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes,
4: I'm glad yes. to
2: see you're doing so well. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Mr. Heinz, uh, you asked me to come in tonight to find out how this uh, class is done during Miss Spalding's absence?
3: Well, uh, you can ask them yourself. I'm sure they'll be fair in their grades. Uh, sure, uh, I have a hundred percent so far. What? And I got a hundred percent so far. Oh. And me too. I'm I'm got a hundred percent or two. Yeah, I'm the stupid one. Only ninety nine.
2: <laughs> well, that's wonderful. Miss Balding will be delighted. Keep up the good work. Yes, Thank you. No, I'm no, so I, I never think it's...
3: Quiet. Uh, Quiet, all of you. <laughs> get to your seat. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see how long those hundred percents last. I've just decided to give you a history test, Mr. Basco. Who was vice-president under McKinley? Mr. Bryan. Zero. Mr. Horowitz. Mr. Tilden. Zero. Mr. Schultz. Now, stop being silly, Mr. Hyde. Would anybody care for a pastrami on
4: Rye? <laughs> <laughs> well, man. Mamma mia, that
3: was a terrible week without Miss Spalding. And and I'm never going to forget that first day when she finally came back. Hello, Claire. Miss Spalding. Miss Spalding. A human voice again. My God, it is so good to see you. Oh, the Marines have landed. God save America. And the next time, Miss Spalding, bring Milwaukee to Chicago and you stay home. Claire, Mamma mia, the terrible week, like all the bad things. uh, was finally come to an end. You'll have a son, Luigi Basco, immigrant.
2: Friends, the makers of Wrigley's spearmint chewing gum, hope you enjoyed tonight's episode of Life with Luigi and they'd like to remind you to stop at your merchant's display of chewing gum next time you go to the store. Get a few packages of refreshing, delicious Wrigley's Spearmint and take them home for your whole family to enjoy. Millions of families keep Wrigley's Spearmint gum handy in their homes because it's a wholesome, inexpensive taste treat that people of all ages enjoy. Besides, as you know, chewing on a good piece of gum helps keep your teeth clean and bright and aids digestion. So treat the folks at your house to Wrigley's Spearmint Chewing Gum. They'll like it, and it's good for them. The makers of Wrigley's Spearmint Chewing Gum invite you to listen next week at this time when Luigi Basco writes another letter to his Mama Basco in Italy. Life with Luigi is a Cy Howard production. Pat Burton is associate producer. The script was written by Mac Benoff and Lou Derman and directed by Mr. Benoff. <laughs> J. Carol Nash is starred as Luigi Basco, with Alan Reed as Charlie Hans Conley as Schultz, Mary Shipp as Miss Corley, Joe Forte as Horowitz, Ken Peters as Olsen, and Earl Ross as Mr. Hyde. Music on the direction of Ludgruskin. This is Charles Lyons. This is the CBS Radio Network.